Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Friday, June 9th. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Friday, fellas. Friday. Happy Friday. Well, every so often, I don't know if you've noticed, I have been taking the opportunity on Fridays to do some corrections and retractions. All right. Because our audience keeps up with the show. Like, and Like you said, and, you uh, said our aria and its area. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's actually talk about... Uh, this is Friday's show. We record Friday's show on Thursdays so we can get it to you at midnight. And I was just in the car driving up uh, to Denham Springs listening to the Thursday show. And uh, so the the uh, correction and retraction here, it's actually uh, correction, retraction, and omission. And it comes from myself and Woody Overton. I- Thursday show Man, I completely <laughs> Thursday show I completely butchered the name of a region within Mexico. The name of the region is that? spelled J A L I S C O. Like a moron, I first said Jalisco, wrong. And then I next said Jalisco, wrong. That's two. Then our resident grammar czar, Woody Overton, That's right. came Thank in to save the day, correcting me first with how Cisco <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> he he later it. amended that to <laughs> to hi Cisco. Eh, wrong. Uh, and uh, and then and then he went for the grammatical hat trick, telling me it was Halicisco. Eh, wrong for the <laughs> third time. The correct pronunciation is Halisco. We took five collective shots at it and got them all wrong. So our apologies go out to our Mexican-American listeners as well as our listeners in Mexico for for taking you along with us on the Mexican voyage of the Real Life Real Crime Daily Grammar Titanic on yesterday's. And and, and again, the correct pronunciation is Sal Cisco. Two, I want to apologize to the thousands and I mean – it might be tens of thousands, but let's just say thousands of real life, real crime daily fans who've reached out this week on my private Twitter to complain <laughs> about our lack of coverage of Prince Harry's lawsuit oh and the God. eight hours of testimony he gave ass. on Tuesday. I want to let you know, you can go to ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, Newsmax, News Nation, The Daily Wire, ESPN, eh. and Spank Vision mm. to find coverage Spank of the first royal testimony since 1891, but no, you won't find cares. it here thanks to Ebenezer <clears throat> Overton. That's right. Three, a congrats go out to Virginia Oliver, who is the oldest living lobster fisherman on the planet. She turned 102 hey, I watched the, yesterday. Um, documentary. She's woman. the lobster lady up in Maine. That's she's awesome. a She's a listener. You know, the, the lobsters are moving north. Did you know that? Uh, Virginia. They're all going to Virginia for 102nd. Yeah. And lastly, on a sad note, uh, you guys were big WWF fans growing up, weren't sure. you? Sure. We lost why, why they do it doggy style here. So, so don't miss any wrestling on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lost the legend yesterday. Yes. You guys are going to. The Iron Sheik. We lost the yeah. Iron Sheik. Okay. Who uh, who was actually born in, uh, in Iran. Okay. And. Uh, uh, his name, his real name was Hussein Kasro Ali Vaziri, and he became the only Iranian champion in WWE history, winning the heavyweight championship in 1983, which I thought was important, although uh, Hulk Hogan won it back from him less than a month later. Apparently, the the feud between Sheik and, uh, and Hogan has last, lasted uh, through the rest of their lifetimes. In fact, Sheik tweeted just the other day 
fuck Hogan on his mm. on his Twitter. So he was born in 1943 in Iran and uh, was in the 1968 Olympics as a Greco-Roman wrestler and uh, was actually quite uh, uh, quite a man. And uh, and uh, we're sorry to see in our Iranian listeners. Yeah. I know there are more than give a shit about the rules. Uh, please, oh, thousands, please thousands tweet in out. to Mike how he butchered those names. <laughs> <laughs> so you can correct it next Friday. Love it. Love it. Look, All right, let's do some crime time. Well, right before we get into that, uh, anybody got any Matt Rife tickets? They can oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Who, so what's the story on that? What is the story? Look, this the I have no idea. I pull up Facebook yesterday, and my feed is dominated. My wife commented, Matt commented on Chase Tyler's wife's commented on it. Like, Chase Tyler has, she's, uh, who does the music for Life Real Crime, and Chase Tyler band, shout out to them. The, um, he has a big fascination with Dolly Parton, and, and he always posts about her. So, Lindsay posts about this Matt Rife guy, and my wife commented something about how she, whatever, evidently she follows her or something, I don't know, and then Jim sent the thing last night, and I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure that dude's not playing. <laughs> wait, wait, but so this is a real guy? Yeah, it's a comedian. Apparently, he's a he has a bunch of TikToks or something. Where, he started on Disney or something. Yeah, he was. Actually. Well, he was on Wild and Out on MTV. But basically, he swole like me. I went real, into a rabbit hole researching. Yeah, after he swole like me, and it's got all the abs and everything. Ah, uh, so yeah. this is he's uh, the Marky Mark. This is uh, a little boy, boy Marky Mark of comedy. <laughs> Facebook boy candy for the wives. Is that what yeah, we're looking at here? Uh, probably, okay. probably a few wives have had that mental picture in their mind when they're. But he's not on. He's not on tour. He's not coming. No, he's on tour. He's coming he to actually to New Orleans to sing a theater. Yeah, he's you know? he, he's gonna be at the same. He gets like one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a show. Yeah. Can he sing? I have no idea. He's not a singer. He's a comedian. Oh well, what he just made it sound like. He was so does no, he love to sing a theater. get out? Come out in a Chippendales outfit and do his. Uh, uh, he must do his yeah. uh, stand up. Hey, I can. Guarantee you two places I'll never be: the Angle Rodeo and Matt Me too, brother. I'm with Both you 100. And you, get a, and you guys uh, got hall me. passes on Friday night while the wives are at that show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, on to some serious crime news. And we reported to y'all uh, in some previous episodes regarding Sergeant David Poirier and Corporal yes. Scotty Canzaro, Dennis Springs, basically native, a police officer that died in line of duty. Yes, and and also Corporal Scotty Camazero. They were in that helicopter crash that took place uh, with the Baton Rouge uh, Police Department. I believe they were in the Port Allen area when oh, it yeah, went there across the river and crashed in a cane field. So the FAA has been putting together, you know, what occurred or what they feel like happened. And one of the concerns was the that chopper was missing for so long. And they didn't know it was missing. And they had no idea. Correct. Uh, It was some eight hours, something like that. And federal agencies started looking into see about a distress locator signal that is used in these situations. And they said it was either not activated or never arrived during Baton Rouge, uh, the BRPD's deadly chopper crash. Uh, Baton Rouge Police, the Federal Aviation Administration, and the National Transportation and Safety Board each have investigated, uh, and they just cannot find a reason as to why this distress signal locator was not transmitting. Uh, Federal mandates require most aircraft to be outfitted with these locators. They're known as ELTs or emergency locator transmitters. Uh, the mandates were fueled primarily by the unsolved disappearance of a Louisiana congressman named Hale Boggs. I don't know if you remember that one, Woody. Uh, he went missing in flight along with an Alaska congressman in 1972. So Woody was a little young one back yeah, in those I days. I remember that uh, somebody did a documentary about it. So when this ELT works as it's supposed to, a distress signal ends up at one of two places. Uh, when it's activated over land, the signal is routed to the Air Force Rescue Coordination Center in Florida. Uh, however, when it's over water, it's sent to the U.S. Coast Guard. Right. So according to Scott, 
They had no indication that an ELT that was on board the BRPD helicopter was ever activated. Yeah. So I don't know if that sheds a whole lot of light on anything, yeah. but it, it it answers the question as to how nobody knew well, the, there was the an thing, incident. The, the shock value of this story, if you will, is they st- – Still didn't know they were missing. It was a family member that realized that uh, one of them hadn't come home, and then they called it in. And actually, uh, one of them's dad or stepfather in law went went in. Uh, um, you know, yeah. Well, the the crash, as you're discussing, it was discovered many hours later after the father won the pilot's group concerned. You have a BRPD never knew they were, they were no. wrong. No, the man called police, shared the officer's last known location because right. he had right. him tracked him with well, his yeah, cell phone. He tracked him as far as he could to, to, to like a field or something mm-hmm. and call him in. Yeah, that's right. But rest in peace, brothers. And um, well, when when they go up, they don't go up with like eight hours worth of fuel, do they? Can they be well, they, that's the airborne they, for they, eight hours? They, you know, they, and I'm sure they change the policies, et cetera. But they they they're kind of their own unit. They do their own thing. Yeah, but they were out assisting and they just nobody in the heat of the moment and then eight hours afterwards no one even realized they were gone and do we is it an ntsb report that we're waiting uh, to, in terms of the cause of the crash well, the faa is is heading it but there's several different agencies but the there's RPD nothing, has nothing their own. that's come out right we don't know we still don't uh, know why it, it takes down. You wouldn't believe how long yeah, it took. It takes like a year and all that. to get any solid answers. We all they reconstruct the whole helicopter again, yeah, and try to figure out if possible. Let's um, bring you back to Louisiana, and and this is, you know, y'all up north and stuff like Shane McBride in Wisconsin. They actually have black bear hunting seasons, Mike. And it's one thing I've never killed is a bear because we don't have that hunting season here. Although a grizzly in Alaska where you have to fly in by plane and remote camp is on my bucket list, but it's $30,000 just to show up. Um, in Louisiana, I worked at, I mean, it's the bear sightings used to be rare, but like on Bloody Angola, the Burl Kane episode oh. that dropped yesterday, the, the one of the prisoners saw a black bear on the grounds and they went and got the warden and brought him out there. And he was like, that's great. Let, leave him alone. Let him run. And it was like a 450-pound bear. So let them run because that'll, that'll be another deterrent from the inmates trying to escape at night because they know bears are out there and they'll eat them, right? But you do not want to shoot a bear in Louisiana. I had a judge, and I won't say where, who had me come polygraph his son because his son got arrested for shooting a, a bear at nighttime, and he believed his son didn't do it. Well, guess what? His son did do it. He failed the polygraph. But the, these things, these bears are so tagged. They can, the wildlife fisheries can see their heart rates, where they're traveling, and the whole nine yards. But in Lincoln Parish last month, um, somebody killed one, and they're offering a $6,000 reward uh, for information leading to an arrest of whoever fatally shot a Louisiana black bear found in Lincoln Parish last month. Um, the wildlife agents responded to report May 12th of a dead black bear in Ruston. That's way, way. That's Bert Jones top. country. Right, right. And in the middle of. Bert could have uh, knocked him down with a football. Yeah. Taking a, uh, you know, taking a bear during closed season, which there is no open season. Um, so that is a misnomer. Oh, that threw me in the right. story. Cause I right. saw that. Right, yeah. right. Uh, um, but anyway, it's a hell of a fine, and, and you're going to jail. And, you know, you can get off easier for murder than in, say, Louisiana than you can for killing a black bear. Yeah, game wardens don't play. Right? And I, nah, well, the black for black bears is, I mean, it's just big shit. And yeah. I saw my first one ever um, uh, last year at my parents' place. They're coming back now because, you know, they – we don't hunt them. Ever. You're not We're supposed protected. to, right? So I, I don't believe you should mess with them. Um, you know, if they get to a population where, like gators, or where they have a month long season or something like that, it'd be a different story to help control them. But y'all, if you know anything about it, call in and get that six thousand dollar reward. Yeah, this story shocked me because I didn't know there were bears in Louisiana. I thought, oh yeah, uh, I thought yeah. Uh, any sort of flat terrain was yeah. not bear. 
habitat. Well, it's I not mean, all flat terrain. I mean, it's not hilly for you, uh, but, but you know, you travel different areas of the state. And, St. And Francisville area is good. Yeah, some, East Fleet Channel, where I'm from, is called the Hill Country. My, my daddy uh, started uh, Hill Country really way back then. It's not hills like you're like used to, yeah. right? But the, uh, it, like in Jackson or Dixon, DCI is the one, the first job I ever had was at Bear Corners Restaurant. Bears used to be rampant. Really? Well, what happened is Cajuns ate them all. <laughs> That's the truth. So, anyway, that. Well, in, in California, it's freaky because so many uh, uh, homes are built on the foothills right. of, uh, of the mountains and. Bears come springtime mm. are coming down those mountains and getting into garbage pan, uh, yeah, pails yeah. and all and kinds it, of stuff and tearing these it, neighborhoods up and, and and there are a ton of them and right. just like well, here yeah, well, you can't you, all you can do is call wildlife and it'll reach and, a point where they'll have to have some type of tag and tag system to uh, to help control because the state won't be able to control the population and it is growing phenomenally like I tell you and, and I'm 53 years old and I saw my first one in the wild mm. this year but. Until then, don't shoot them. Don't not in Louisiana. Yogi Bear. I've got uh, a couple of updates for you guys. This first one is a story. I think we did our first week of the show. If not, maybe I know we did it in January. Um, and it's the uh, the story you remember in uh, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, where the first grader, the yes. six-year-old, gets yeah. a gun, puts it in his shoots, backpack, shoots and the shoots teacher. the teacher. Right. And at the time, Woody, I remember you saying, "Mama's going." To jail. Well, I remember you saying two things: yeah. that teacher's going to get a lot of money, yeah, 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 yeah. and that mama's going to go to jail. Yeah. And so one of those parents is going to jail. And yeah. you did a lot better on those calls than you did on How Mexican Mexican pronunciations yesterday. But uh, so. Uh, the mother of the six-year-old who shot the teacher uh, has pled guilty to federal felony charges. I think this actually came together in a pretty cooperative way. Uh, well, I think I mean, the, the mother shit. felt horrible about yeah. what had happened. Right. And uh, and so the, the mother of a six-year-old boy who brought the gun to school uh, uh, pled guilty to new federal felony charges as part of a deal with prosecutors. Her name is Deja Taylor. She's 26. She was charged with unlawful use of a controlled substance while possessing a firearm and with making uh, a false statement while purchasing the firearm, so specifically a semi-automatic handgun, the federal com- complaint states. Her attorney, James Ellison, said Taylor's guilty plea was, quote, an agreed procedure which eliminated the need for the government to take the case to a grand jury. So what do you call that again when you do that? Uh, when you don't plead guilty, but you you uh, no, you avoid the grand jury because... Well, I mean, you, you plead guilty. That's the only way to avoid the grand jury. The, the, Didn't we have a case last week that was the same thing where you... You, 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 they know you plan on pleading guilty, and so well, the judge can enter the plea for. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. The judge enters the plea, right? So, uh, now, this is the plea. But what's interesting in this, and I told y'all that also said there'd be more to it. She got she had dope in her system, evidently. They're saying illegal. And when when she purchased yeah, right. the, the weapon, yeah. Right. So, so, which the means they which means they really went hard after yeah. well, uh, they should, putting yeah. something together there. Yeah. But um, our actions follow very constructive negotiations we had with the federal authorities. Uh, the terms of the agreement, which we believe to be fair to all parties, will be disclosed when we enter the guilty plea. So when we enter the guilty plea, that's her lawyer. Right. Uh, she'll enter that guilty plea later this week, possibly early next. And uh, he added that he planned to submit, quote, mitigating evidence and thank the U.S. Attorney's Office for its good faith participation in the discussions. Um, So that's what is going on with her. The teacher, by the way, whose name is Abigail Zverner, she was just 25. Uh, She's uh, suffered uh, gunshot wounds to both her hand and her chest. She survived those. She's still uh, recuperating to a degree, but... Uh, but uh, she's going to get paid a lot of money undisclosed at this point where uh, those discussions are, but uh, but two for two for Woody Overton on those. The other update is Jim's insane story about the uh, uh, about the store owner in South Carolina who thought the kid had stolen the water, even though he hadn't stolen water, and chased him down in the street, shot him in the back, and killed him. Apparently, 
that guy whose name is Rick Chow has made a habit of chasing after and shooting at people that uh, that have uh, committed, you know, really low level kind of uh, uh, theft in his store. So in 2018, he confronted a shoplifter at his places in Express Mart Shell Station uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. Stop and rob. Uh, he fired two shots, wounded a man in the leg, and uh, uh, the man pleaded guilty to charges in the case in 2018. In 2015, he fired several shots at a vehicle after he tried to stop someone he suspected of shoplifting, and the suspect got into the vehicle and threatened to shoot Chow. No one was hurt. In both cases, authorities said Chow's actions were not criminal originally. Self-defense law in South Carolina requires the shooter doesn't instigate the incident and that the shooter believes he or she is in imminent danger and has no way to avoid that danger. Well, they've sort of rethought what probably happened in 2015 and 2018 based upon Chow's latest actions. And uh, this is only going to make the little situation. Shoot somebody in the back. Shoot somebody in the back. It's not imminent danger. They're running. Uh, Speaking of Mr. Chow. Mm. The best Chinese restaurant in Los Angeles, if you go, Mr. Chow. There's one in New York as well. I'm not going. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, don't, don't go on the next, uh, well, we don't, I don't know, two to six to ten years. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all depends. All right, an Atlanta mom accused of murdering her sons in an oven waves quarter parents and this one's this one's gonna be tough to hear y'all but an an atlanta mother accused of killing her two children by putting them in an oven has waived her appearance before a judge lamora williams was scheduled to appear before a judge at 9 30 a.m on wednesday for a final plea hearing in court Lawyers for the state and Williams said they have agreed on a special setting for a trial date in the future. Now, in October of 2017, Williams called 911 around 11 p.m. She told the operator she had come to find two of her sons dead. Upon arriving at the scene, officers found the body of one-year-old Jakarta Penn and two-year-old Keontae Penn. Both toddlers had had burn marks all over their body. Mm. Williams told police she had left the three children from noon until 1130 Friday with a caregiver and came back to find them dead. So Williams makes a 911 call. Now, we at Real Life Real Crime Daily have this call. We're going to play it for you. We want to warn you. Uh, the content may be a little disturbing for some uh, listeners. It is disturbing. Atlanta 911, I'm for the 7054. What's the other thing? Yes, ma'am. Ma'am, I have a, I have a question, and this is a serious matter. Um, I just left. Um, my cousin in the house mm-hmm. with the with my kids. Um, she just left my kids in the house when I came back from work, mm-hmm. and my kids, two of my kids, are dead. What what am I? What do I? What do I gotta do? They dead. She left them dead in the house by themselves. 
Oh, okay, ma'am. Where are you now? I'm in my house. She left my door open. My baby boy, my oldest baby boy, is the only one that's here. The only one that's alive. She left. She let them left them in the house by themselves. She left them in here, and they knocked okay, the old so- phone. They were. Can you listen? I, when I came in, the stove was laying on my friend's, my youngest son's head, and my other son was laid out on the floor with his brains laid out on the floor. I don't know what to do. I just came home to work from this. It's okay. just left my baby's thing. Okay, ma'am, I'm go- I'm going to get EMS, and I'm going to get um, police and fire at the, at the location. Can you tell me where you're located? Um, um, um. Ma'am, I can't even talk. This is so serious. I'm so scared. I don't want to get locked up because I was at work. Okay, ma'am. I I understand that you're scared. I completely understand, but I need to get some help out there to you now. Can you tell me where you're located? I understand that, but can you can you please help me? Like, can you please tell me? Like, I don't want to get locked up because this is not my fault. I had just came home from work. I just came home from work. Yes, ma'am. I just came home from work. Okay. Ma'am, the, the first thing that I need to do is get some help out there to you. I understand that you're upsetting your They've been in here dead. Like, it, it, it's not, it's no way in the fuck. She left my baby dead. Okay. And I don't have no way okay. to reach her. If, you, if you're not sure, if you were at work, ma'am, listen to me. If you were at work while this happened, then the responsibility is going to fall on your sister if that's who you left them with. Okay? Okay, hold on one moment because I'm going to also get EMS on the line as well, okay? Yes, Hold please. on one moment. Yes, ma'am. Stay on the line with me, though. Hold on one moment for me. Okay. Okay, tell me exactly what happened. When I just came home from work, my babies was stuck in the stove, dead, and I just came home from work. Obviously dead. Is he breathing at all? Can you tell he's me dead. He's burnt. Both of my children are dead. Their head is burnt. Their, their skull is laying on this floor. The stove is the one of my babies is stuck. The stove is pulled over and everything. She told the dispatcher that her cousin was babysitting and left the children alone. But then she asked the operator to assure her she would not be blamed for their deaths. Can you help me? Like, can you please help me? Like, I don't want to get locked up. I had I had just come home from work. Now I ask all of you. That's not what you. Do. If you're innocent, would you be concerned at no. that point in time on being arrested? No, not the first questions you ask. So investigators had that same inclination, y'all, mm-hmm. and the charges laid out in a warrant for which stated the 24 year old mother put Jacarter and Keontae in the oven sometime between 11 p.m. Thursday and 1 a.m. on Friday. A third child, three-year-old Jamal Penn, was found in the home, but he was not injured. Now, at the same time Williams was making her 911 call, the boy's father, Jamel Penn, was also calling 911. He told the dispatcher Williams had just video chatted with him, showing him the dead bodies of his sons. She, needs to be she video called me, showed me this, and I seen it, Penn tells the operators. I think they are really dead. Brenda Williams, the mother of Lamore, said her daughter has a long history of mental illness, and she believes Lamore snapped after breaking up with Penn. Lamore Williams has remained in custody at the Fulton County Jail since her arrest and is facing two charges of murder, as well as charges of child cruelty, lying to police, and concealing a death. That is absolutely nothing. One of the worst stories I've ever covered. It's horrible. Disgusting. I, I don't even know what you do with people like I, that. I, I don't know what you say. You send her to murder by you. No, yes, um, that's absolutely. Right. You cook her on broil. Yeah, it takes all kinds to make the world go around, right? Well, around here in Louisiana, we bring them out in the middle of the right. spillway and put them in a crab trap. Murder by you. Yeah. Right. So, y'all, let me tell you a Florida story. A Florida teenager repeatedly stabbed his ex-girlfriend a high school star softball player then slit his own throat Saturday after he followed her to a restaurant where she was having dinner with her mother. 
Spencer Ross Pearson, 18, tracked his ex-flame, 17-year-old Madison Schmitz, to Mr. Chubby's Wings in upscale Ponte Vedra Beach in Jacksonville. The the recent graduate had just had been stalking and harassing Schmitz since she broke up with him in April. Uh, she was eating with her mother, Jackie Rogue, and friend Casey Estep when they spotted him seated at uh, a nearby table. They got up to leave and pay their check, but he followed them outside. And he grasped Schmitz by the arm and stabbed her approximately 15 times in broad daylight in front of the restaurant. Jesus. Rogue tried to intervene. Pearson slashed her in the forehead and leg. That's her mom, y'all. A good Samaritan, Kennedy Armstrong, was sitting in the um, restaurant's parking lot, and he heard the scream, and he rushed over to help. He said, you see two girls in trouble getting attacked by a guy. I would hope most people would do the same. Amen. Uh, um, kudos to the mom. I think she's the real reason the girl's still alive. Pearson then turned the knife on himself and sliced his own throat several times, telling witnesses he was attempting to kill himself. The the alleged perpetrator and three victims were taken by Amazon nearby hospital for serious injuries. Uh, Schmitz was stabbed in the back and suffered damage to her spinal cord, which left her temporarily paralyzed. The bad guy suffered severe injuries to his right hand, including an artery and se- several ligament, which required surgery. Um, anyway, y'all, another horrible story, but at least she's alive, right? Yeah, but that's just absolutely crazy. Middle of public. Oh, let me, let me, let me retract it. I'm not, I don't have to boom it, but the um, Armstrong, I think, was the, the guy that rushed over the help that Pierce and the bad guy uh, is still in the hospital in critical condition for slashing, slashing his own shed, and he's charged with two counts of first-degree attempted premeditated murder. Mm. A lot um, of crazy. A lot right of crazy in public. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing these days, I guess, uh, shocks us any longer as yeah. we— uh, as we look at what's going on around the country every day. And and one of the things we've talked a lot about is uh, these different cities and district attorneys and these soft on crime policies, uh, uh, no cash bail, all that kind of stuff that has put more people out on, uh, on the street committing crimes. And I was shocked to learn that the Manhattan district attorney, uh, whose name we've all become familiar with, Alvin Bragg, on Tuesday, <laughs> disavowed over 300 convictions. Uh, Woody, I really want to talk to you about this story because I'd never heard of uh, what is, what's happened here, okay? So these 300 convictions that have been overturned or disavowed as uh, uh, the term they used are all tied to police officers who were themselves found guilty of crimes. So this is the latest in over a thousand dismissals citywide of cases connected to officers who later were charged or convicted with some kind of other crime. So uh, the latest abandoned convictions, almost all misdemeanors, date back as far as 1996. Each involves one of nine officers who were later convicted of on-the-job offenses, among them taking bribes, illegally selling guns, lying under oath, planting drugs on suspects, and uh, all nine are no longer on the force. Right. right. And so we do a lot of cop stories like that, bad cops. And one thing we haven't talked about before, and I used to use this term all the time, and I used to train the young guys, so you fuck up one time. You do something illegal like that, and then you get convicted of it. They are going to go back and prison doors will be open all through the Department of Corrections and people are going to get out because you did something more. So it it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and a second to destroy one's group. So this is... They would love to catch Woody Overson on some bullshit. Uh, uh, All the people up at Bloody Angola. So this is... You too slick. This is... This is nothing new. This nah, is not it happens unique in every to case. New York. They just, it's everywhere. Nah, and they, it just doesn't get reported. You know why? Because they don't want it in the news that all these people are getting released 
but, you know. Oh, it doesn't get reported that way. I thought maybe you were you meant they didn't want it, the defense attorneys to get wind of it. To, cause, no, 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 cause no. That, defense that, attorneys have still going to have not everybody's going to get out right, but uh, like jury trial shit, but it's fruit of poisonous tree. I mean, and, and, and if it's a bad cop, they're going to go back and look at every case they've ever done and challenge it. Right. But in another world where just a few years ago, where district attorneys didn't want convicts freed all over the street. It doesn't they, matter. I've, 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 I'm doing it. Over 30 years, I know several cases where people got out of prison because the cop got caught doing something wrong later on. So it's not what? a it's not a sign of the times thing, a political right. thing. It's just a fuck up. So make a mistake and uh, not a mistake. All, all your you, can, you do something with criminal intent like these assholes did, and then they can go back and charge. Say, well, you know what? I'm, yeah, how do we, we know? How he do we know he wasn't doing it in yeah, my case? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. And it was severe enough in each case for them to have been kicked off the force. Right. So. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, look, y'all. I bet you didn't know that this week was a very special week for the United States Postal Service. It is National Dog Bite Awareness <laughs> Week. How many yeah. people knew about that out there? I'm I'm curious. I say so. You may be surprised to hear this, y'all. Uh, more than 5,300 Postal Service employees were attacked by dogs while delivering the mail last year. Yeah. Aggressive dog behavior obviously is com- is a common safety concern, especially for the post office. Right. Uh, to keep its workers safe, the organization is providing important information on, on how dog owners can be good stewards for safe mail delivery. And they have this campaign. They call it the National Dog Bite Awareness Week campaign. It runs from Sunday, June 4th through Saturday, June 10th. So it'll run through tomorrow. This year's theme is even good dogs have bad days. And to, you know, to spread the news of this campaign, they want everybody to use the hashtag dog bite awareness we're even going to use that in our in our little facebook post that we do uh mail carriers they know dogs can bite they're trained on how to defend against this but there was something interesting in this article and it and it said inform yourself see the mail before it arrives so there is a system that usps has you can go sign up for it and you can actually uh it's called informed delivery uh, customers can digitally preview incoming mail and packages from a computer, tablet, or mobile device, and you enroll in that service. And what they're thinking is this service can help dog owners anticipate when a mail carrier arrives and they can put their dog up. The problem is a lot of these dogs aren't leashed. Now, they don't have mail carriers like – I mean, they still have mail carriers that go yeah, door so to door, say, but not like they used to. Well, I was going to say, you know um, – before the invent of email and all this stuff we do now, the think how many dog bites it must have been. Well, right. I'm, I'm glad you, exactly. Yeah, it must have been. But you know, every year they actually the post office release stats yeah. on how many dogs like in per state how many right. dog bites they have. So we're going to give you a few of those. Uh, you know, if you had to guess, Woody, what would you say the top dog biting state is? Texas. What would you say? Texas. Eh. Wrong. California. Really? California. What? No, 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 no. That's raw number, though. Per capita, it's Texas. I, we didn't say per capita. I just well, said total, that's, that's total that, dog bites. Okay. So California, California 675. Uh, boom. California 656. Uh, Texas 368. What? So yeah. less than half. And Louisiana, nowhere on there. Uh, New York is in third, Pennsylvania in fourth, Ohio in fifth. Now, cities. Yeah. How about cities? We'll get into that. The the largest city for dog bites. Any guesses? Houston. Uh, Chicago. Not Chicago. uh, Detroit. Houston. Houston. You would be correct, Mike. Houston uh, at 57 ranks number one. Detroit not not on the top 30. Believe, no, excuse me. They are Woody. They're about tenth, thirty-two for them. 
Uh, if you're curious, in the Baton Rouge area where you rank, you are in about 20th place with 20 doll bites in 2022. Uh. Which is enormous for a city the size right. of Baton Rouge. I mean, your rank population-wise is I don't know, somewhere around 100 and – uh, and you're 22nd in dog bites. I, and I, I cheated. I knew Houston because I, I looked at the list. Dallas is third, right? And San Antonio is 10th. You've got three Texas cities in the top 10 for dog bites. I don't know what exactly. Maybe they're just uh, – they they hate mail carriers in the state of Texas. I don't know. They're training nah, their training their pit bulls. <laughs> more to people hate, had uh, dogs and, and bigger yards and shit like that. Probably. You know? Well, you know, just be cautious, conscious of that, folks. If you have uh, if you have a mail carrier that actually walks to your house, make sure your dog's tied up or yeah. or uh, at least for a little while. We don't like to tie our dogs up long, but yeah, just long enough for the so. for the yeah. mail. And to be that dry. California stat is bullshit too. I mean, the, all those dogs <laughs> weigh six pounds. They're all like uh, Paris Hilton's shit, dogs. Yeah, right? you get it counts if you get nipped how on much, by a hamster. How much I mean. does a uh, snake weigh? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you get bit, you get bit. That's a great a point. A mosquito. Man. How big is a mosquito? No, 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 no. It what still is, sucks to get bit. Okay, but that's, yeah. that argument doesn't hold water. I had would you, these would you rather two fingers be, bit okay, off. Okay, would you rather now. be bit by my 10-pound Brussels Griffon or a Rottweiler down the block? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not taking that dog bias stuff. Uh, uh, I'm dog I've got a terrible dog bias. But, but you, you uh, I get what you're saying, but... Dog bites, dog bites. I had these foo, two foo. fingers bitten off. Foo, foo, back, California bite. Foo, foo. All let right. Me, let me see your... your. Uh... Yeah, they did a really good job. It's right there, right there, and they were laid back like that. And you got all your... Uh... Yep, they're still there. But why? Well, I, I, so you can wrong. still, like, finger blast still, comfortably with this? flip you the bird <laughs> and, uh, easily. All right, hey, uh, y'all, let me take you to Missouri. And I, you know what? I like Missouri. Uh, um I'll go through there every time I go to uh, Wisconsin and all that to see your business. I went and searched but, that lake that you talked about. Yeah, they, they're all, they're, a lot of those lakes are uh, um, the same thing, the limestone, and, and they flooded them back in the Corps of Engineers and their cities underneath and all that. You're, I, I think we're talking about Beaver Lake in that, yes, in that we store. Were. But Missouri has a lot of them, Table Rock, uh, all these other lakes, places I was looking at buying. But – Missouri is still executing people, unlike the state of Louisiana, because our governor is an idiot. And I, I, mean, I, I know, well, I know his brother, and I'm not being political and everything. Is I, his he's, brother an idiot? No, his brother is the sheriff of of Tangipo Parish. But the deal being is, I'm not saying he's an idiot because he's not, and he's a good guy, and he's a military vet and everything else. But he's an idiot when it comes to executions because he doesn't believe in it, so he's been blocking the the buying. Anyway, our Worst of our worst are still living on death row. How about that? But in Missouri, they're still executing them. And they, they had a guy named Michael um, Jackson. Yeah, right. Michael Jackson. T-I-S-I-U-S. Tissus. Tissus. Whatever. Piece of shit. Michael Tissus was executed Tuesday evening. And, and y'all, he was executed for shooting and killing two jailers more than 20 years ago during a failed attempt to help someone else escape from a rural jail. And his final meal, and if you go to the list of Bloody Angola, Jim and I have covered... Uh, last meals of a lot of meals, a lot of yeah. them. Whole not, episode. Not this guy. But you wouldn't believe... I always found it fascin- fascinating what these people request. Now, this guy, of course, tries to say, well, maybe he is sorry. I don't know. I, mean, I can't judge him. Uh, um you know, his last words, and he was like, you know, I wish I could have made things right and all this, blah, 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 whatever. That he still killed two people um, to help somebody else escape. But his last meal consisted of two bacon cheeseburgers, curly fries, regular fries, and a chocolate shake. He doubled up on fries. He had curly fries and, and regular, regular fries. fries. That's interesting. Fries is not something you get in prison unless no, you get them never. smuggled in. Or cheeseburgers either. Friday, in the state of Louisiana, that ain't go bloody Angola. Uh, Friday is is Chicken Day, and that's a big deal, mm, okay. huge deal. Well, if it was Jim, your last meal, what what would you have as your last meal? Oh man, that's a good that's question. a good question. I think I would. Uh, oh, there's so many good ones. 
But, you know, some of the states put, like, limits on the price. One guy, I think it was in Florida, ordered, like, all these steaks. Yeah. Now he ordered, like, fucking $400 worth of food and didn't eat any of them. It's like, ha, huh, fuck y'all. So they put, like, a $50 limit on it now, and now it has to be local. Uh, a fifty dollar yeah. I couldn't even order Hello Fresh from. Uh, oh, that's uh, from, from Buddy Angola sixteen. Use that code. Oh, and you get you get that. sixteen meals. I wonder if they can deliver to prison. Probably not. Probably not. I'm still thinking about my last yeah. meal. But I'm like you have I'm, a fifty dollar limit, you're, I wouldn't you want my last meal unless I could cook it myself. <clears throat> so right? you would just tell them I don't want anything. Screw that. I say if I could cook it, I want it. And then I want some fried backstrap. Hot wings some, might be good. Reverse oh. ribeye. What if you intentionally? Oh, wings. What if you intentionally <laughs> ordered something you were allergic to, so you got really sick, and uh, then they couldn't execute? That would be no. They they would still execute you. So I'm I'm definitely ill. I'm throwing up all over the place. I'm have that, had this horrible reaction to my meal. Matter, They're matter. still Bro, they right on kill time. You anyway. gonna, they don't give a fuck. I mean, you, you can be dead one way or another, right? So anyway, uh, that's it. The the you know, Missouri showed him some love. You just wait to to our next governor gets in. They're gonna roll him out. That. It won't be gruesome, Gertie, but the chamber is going to be rolling steadily. This next story, I can't believe, and it and it uh, it relates to what I believe is the greatest invention of the last century. What? What? Uh, any any thoughts of you guys on Absolutely. what's the greatest invention Absolutely. of the last century? The home kegerator. The home kegerator. That's up <laughs> and there. That's going to be up and there. And a Traeger pellet grill. The Traeger pellet. Okay, that's up there. Yeah, I've had to say kegerator is pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I got yoga pants in the number one position. Oh, my in the, God. In the, uh, the, the last century. I mean, I think a lot, yeah, that's of, a good a lot one. of people. That's actually a, lot, a good one, too. A lot of people yeah. would. And uh, if you've, if you've seen the pants. Chips remake, uh, Officer Poncharelli has yoga yeah. pants in the uh, The show office package. Uh, it's actually very, very you, so you were looking, Mike, and the fact that you like stop, stop. Um, this is an unbelievable story. So, Lululemon, you guys are familiar with Lululemon? Everybody's familiar with Lululemon. Never heard the name. Canadian before. company that uh, that makes they yoga make athletic pants clothes and, uh, and stuff, you know, and then like a million dollars for a shirt over there. Part of me is really, really appreciative of the Canadians for having. Developed the line of clothing at Lululemon that they never heard of. Me, that they have. Is it kind of camouflage? It's ridiculous. Uh, you can get it, shorts. You can get bucks. it camo, but um, I don't know if the shorts are well, right, right around there. But anyway, this is a very. Uh, <laughs> He's got Lululemon drawers on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so phone in America in the year 2023, crime pays and courage can get you fired. The latest proof of our nation's descent into madness comes out of Atlanta, where two employees of Lululemon were fired for the offense of having a backbone. Assistant manager Jennifer Ferguson and her colleague Rachel Rogers lost their jobs after chasing three masked thieves Mm. who barged into the shop and ran off with armloads of high-end apparel. Ferguson captured it all on video. You can hear her screaming in the video. No, 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 you can't march. Uh, you can't get uh, get out of here with those, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But it was pointless. There wasn't a security guard or police officer uh, to be seen. The women were helpless. Uh, chill, bitch. Shut your ass up. The thieves yelled back at her. Apparent, <laughs> chill, bitch. And apparently this happens all the time. The store has been burglarized nearly a dozen times. So, can you blame the women for hitting their limit and getting pretty frustrated by all of this? We educated all our employees that if someone comes in and they rob you or they steal, you are not to chase them anywhere. Why? Absolutely. Number John one, dead here. you're probably going to get killed mm-hmm. or at least, you know, beat down. But number two, once you let someone do that and they get away with it and they don't get fired, Every employee in the company is going to start chasing people every time they steal something. Yeah. That This is why the city of Chicago and Michigan Avenue is empty. No stores. This is why San Francisco is Bye. falling apart. This is why Nordstrom, CVS, <laughs> all of these companies are locking all this merchandise. What, what has happened is because of those kind of 
policies uh-huh. and companies reacting that way, it yeah. is a free for all. Nobody's life is worth Lulu Lemon Shorts. I, I, I understand your your view, but let me tell you something you don't know about me. The when I'm retired from the state police, I got a contract with one of the nation's leading jewelry companies, but they're very upscale. Uh, and most of the states they're in, they're the only Rolex authorized dealer. I used to go in undercover and and get them to you know display too much merchandise in one time because that, that big deal was was they, they get the Rolex on the counter and people run out with them right and. In the first year, I implemented my program, which is don't chase them and everything else. And I'll tell you, what, and don't press the alarm button if armed robbery is going on because that'll get you killed. Because I'm gonna have somebody monitoring police band radio. That's my getaway driver, and I'm gonna kill everybody in the store. That first year, I implemented my programs. The head guy who has private jets, plural called me in to do his, his own family security. And he said that's the first time in 27 years he didn't have to file an insurance claim, whether one of his employees getting hurt by trying to stop something or no merchandise left the store. The deal being is whatever your views are, and then let, uh, Sergeant Vicky Wax, 27-something year veteran, Baton Rouge PD, working at Walmart, mm-hmm. And a guy comes in for a ten dollar DVD, and she goes to stop him, and he takes her pistol and kills her. You never know who it is that's coming in. This guy was a three time felon out on parole. It, it, it's not worth seeing a dead body for any kind of merchandise. Well, this is why you have to train your people yes. to use good judgment. If you're in a high end store with Rolex watches where the prize is ten thousand dollars, somebody's going to steal. Then you're you're dealing with a different element than the people who walk into a Lululemon and slide a pair of yoga pants down their pants and walk out. And this is what is causing the problems in these big cities. It's why crime is rampant in these big cities because all of this little stuff is going unenforced. These companies then can't support the stores. They then close down you, the stores. You, you, the I, neighborhoods I understand then generate- what you're saying, but they, you don't know that person that put that thing in their pocket if they if they are a three-time convicted murderer or not. Rhode Island man accused of breaking into homes, y'all, and we'll get to what he was stealing here in just a second. So Rhode Island man is faced with four felony charges after police say he admitted to breaking into home. To steal sex toys. Nice. He reportedly claimed he wanted to give his birthday gift. That's a gift he keeps on giving, Woody. Right. Benjamin Nadrowski was arraigned before a judge in district court Tuesday morning on two counties of entering a building with felonious intent and attempting to break and enter. According to police, officers were dispatched to a home on Power Street for a report of a suspicious person. The dispatcher told the police a person was trying to break through a window. When police arrived, a resident of the home said he was getting ready for bed. He saw someone standing outside the window on top of a chair trying to get through uh, the bathroom. The resident told officers the suspect apologized and said he had the wrong house, then left in a white vehicle. The resident uh, described the suspect as a white male with blonde hair driving a white Kia. About an hour later, the resident saw the same vehicle uh, approach another house with the door open. As police approached the scene, they observed a man matching the description of the suspect going through a dumpster with a flashlight in his hands. He was arrested and reportedly told police he appeared into the home on Power Street. He said he was attempting to buy weed, but then realized he was at the wrong location and was confronted by the homeowner. Detectives then asked him about three other breaking and entering incidents the week prior. He admitted to entering a home, said he stole a sex toy from the bedroom. When questioned further, he also told police he broke into a home and stole two more sex toys from separate bedrooms. He admitted to attempting to steal a makeup palette from an area of a home, but dropped it and ran when a white female tenant confronted him. He told investigators he was aware college students would be graduating and was in the area to try and retrieve items that may have been thrown out. He said he didn't steal any items of value, only women's sex toys he intended to give someone as a birthday gift. Nice. The judge set bail at $2,500 with conditions. 
uh, he cannot go back to the residence and and has to complete a mental health screening. Nice. Yeah. The right. the craziest part of that story is he was going to give him his birthday. Re, re they're pricey. They're pricey. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, what they're, did you end up paying for that? For uh, the urethral yeah. vibrating tubes? Like <laughs> nineteen ninety nine. I couldn't remember the Lord. name of... Uh, I don't have any. Something. It wasn't a sex story. What was the weapon that was a straw that you had a story on last week? That was, week? A that was it. No, that was the urethra uh, thing, uh, wasn't it? Your thing uh, was a oh, va- vampire straws, Vamp- right? And TSA, y'all remember you can't use your vampire straws going through TSA. Oh, there you go. Tell it must be time to get kinky. It's time to, for kinky crimes on Friday. And y'all, this is this pretty, uh, all these are pretty funny, actually. This one's really funny. So, a Florida couple. Um, got busted for having oral sex in the back of a police car with a woman yelling, fuck 5-0 during the sex. Florida Highway Patrol trooper stopped Jordan Day 24 in the early hours of last Tuesday for allegedly driving his black BMW on a suspended license. They offered to give his 24-year-old passenger summer walk-ins a ride to a gas station, but she apparently had other ideas. Baby, we should record... An OnlyFans video back here, Watkins uh, said today as it was picked up on the police dash cam. When Day was also put in the back seat of the same squad car, Watkins asked the cop, what if I suck his dick back here? (laughs) (laughs) I I told her she could not do that, Trooper J.D. Morales wrote. Just for her to ask again, can I suck his dick back here? After again saying no, the officer left them alone in the back seat of the car for a short period, only later to see what really went down when they reviewed his dash cam footage. Uh-oh. Look, when we first got dash cams in, this is a genius thing that I came up with. That, um, if I had two suspects, like Burger, whatever it may be, I'd put them in the back of a patrol car together, and I had the camera recording, and they don't know, and you'd walk away, and they're like, oh, hide the dope under the seat, and whatever, right? That's and probably what he was and, doing. Right. right. So, uh, but you're right. You probably, yeah. I didn't think about that. But anyway, so he said, uh, shortly after I closed the door, Mr. Day took out his penis out of his shorts, and Watkins bent down and began to form oral sex. I mean, he should have been handcuffed. The Watkins can be heard saying, Fuck five oh while giving oral sex <laughs> while they filmed it on his phone. So evidently he wasn't cut yelling. Can y'all hear me? She's sucking dick in the back of a state trooper car right now. As the officer stepped back into the vehicle, Watkins bragged, I just sucked his dick in the back of a police car. <laughs> to, <laughs> to which the officer replied, I doubt that. The officer dropped off Watkins before checking the dash cam, then went straight back and arrested her for lewd and lascivious behavior in breach of peace, both misdemeanors. In breach of peace? Uh, She was was providing some peace. That's kinky. But uh, he's in the back, and he's not cuffed, and he's got his mobile phone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All no nice. And putting her in the back of the car, too? What the fuck is it, a taxi service? Uh, kinky That's cries. kinky right there, Woody. Yeah, I don't funny. care who you are. That's kinky. Funny. Kinky cries. In the back of a police car. How about that? Uh-oh. Um, what was the uh, website the other day that uh, somebody used? Run, to... a, run a Hitman. No, it wasn't Run a Hitman. It was a different one. It was a new one. Oh, the, was... the Black Talent thing you kept? You, you, you had you the story. I can't remember what it was. But guess what? about the bulletproof uh, cars and shit, but that, what, arm driver? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not. Boom, Jim. You had a copycat to rent a hitman as a site that somebody used yeah, to try to. But it wasn't a copycat. It was on. Uh, it, it, was it was a real dark one web. On Darnet, yeah. le- legit. We're back at rent a hitman again, oh which God. is which is not down. I thought they t- took the site down. A 17 year old girl was arrested in Iowa last week after allegedly trying to hire a hitman online and asking them to kill a seven year old child. Police say the girl used the website renttohitman.com without realizing the site was a parody. The 17-year-old suspect, who is now in custody, had filled out a request on the website and included the name of the child, where the child lived, and where the child could be found. The owner of the parody website then contacted local police, who arrested the girl after an undercover officer contacted her, posing as the supposed hitman. 
The girl is facing a felony charge of solicitation to commit murder. Um, neither the child nor the child's family were aware of any impending threat. Investigators found evidence on the teenager's phone that indicated there was a credible threat to the seven-year-old's life. And uh, uh, Bob Innes, who's the owner of rentahitman.com, said he often checks the website's requests and turns over information to local police departments throughout the country. The uh, IT programmer originally used the domain as a tongue-in-cheek way to advertise, and then uh, he forgot all about the site. So he, he forgot this thing was even still up. And when he started checking the site's uh, email box years later, he discovered criminals in the making reaching out to either hire hitmen or to learn how to become one themselves. Innes has since used the domain name to turn over suspicious requests to local police. Such was the case last week when he informed Storm Lake Police oh, about the 17-year-old. I wonder how she was paying for it. Oh, I know. She was going to that store with the yoga pants and stealing because she'd get away <laughs> scot-free and selling them on eBay. Very, right, right? very possible. Yeah. You can now take off that oh, belt hi. and move freely around the cabin. All right, so we've got another mile-high crime. A man was arrested after attempting to stow away under a plane at the Houston airport. Uh, Houston airport, traveled there many times. Authorities say this wasn't the man's first attempt to stow away on a plane leaving Houston's Bush Intercontinental Airport. A Guatemalan man is being held in the Harris County Jail on a $1 million bond after allegedly attempting to stow away in the landing gear compartment of a plane leaving Houston's George Bush Intercontinental Airport. Jeffrey Gutierrez, 26, entered a restricted area of the airport in late May and tried to hide in the landing gear department of the American Airlines flight bound for Chicago. According to the flight, uh, it was delayed nearly 45 minutes and passengers had to deplane after Gutierrez was found. Prosecutors allege this wasn't the first time he attempted to stow away on a flight. Gutierrez came to the U.S. in November of last year by hiding in landing gear of an American Airlines flight from Guatemala to Miami. Gutierrez was out of jail on bond for criminal trespassing at the time at the same airport when he was arrested for this stowaway attempt. Prosecutors say in court documents that he removed a court-ordered electronic monitoring device and ignored a judge's order to stay 200 feet away from the airport when he made his most recent attempt. The defendant then engaged in conduct that not only violated the conditions set for his release on bond, but he placed 166 passengers on the flight in great danger by stowing away in the compartment within the aircraft uh, how you, containing steel cables and hydraulic components. Yeah. Um, maybe they have a heater or something. How the hell you don't you fall? Well, how do you even breathe at 10,000 feet or whatever. That's the question. So Evidently, he, he, I he bet he's it. done it before, but before Miami. Yeah, he's he's probably well, he did a it. serial. That's how he got from Guatemala to Miami. I know what I'm saying, but he probably did it before that, too. Uh, it's The defendant's conduct is also an extreme act for the purpose of escaping from the jurisdiction, you think, that coming from the prosecutor, and they have charged him with a felony and two misdemeanors. He'll have a GPS monitor attached to his person. and <laughs> didn't work the first yeah, time, but right. <laughs> they're going to do it again in order to stay a 1,000 feet now from all, yeah, all airports. 200 is the difference between all airports. and 1,000. Yeah, so. Mile high price. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Thank you, Tiffany. And that is like right. a mile high crime. Mile high. Banjos, please. Banjo time. Kiss your sister. In West Virginia, where you can yeah. still have sex with your cow if you want to, a man oh faces God. charges in connection with allegedly taking his late mother's Social Security benefits. For his own benefit. Well, wait, is, where did you come up with the you still have sex with your cow? Because we it's, it's determined yesterday that West Virginia was one of two states that still allow bestiality. It's not oh, a okay. right. You got to pay attention to my stories, Woody. Yeah, you're right. I do. Sometimes I will carry the theme over to right, our next right. session. Right. Gotcha. It's a recurring theme. I gotcha. So 
back to West Virginia. We love our West Virginian people. We don't have any. I've checked the numbers. Um, they're, <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the coal mines. They can't get we a signal. We love our they, West they Virginia They can't members. get an internet signal in the coal mine. Um, so this West Virginia man faces charges in connection with allegedly taking his late mother's social security benefits. Michael R. Johnson, 41, of a town called Bell, is charged with obtaining money, property, and services by false pretenses and disposing of property to defraud creditors. Why is he such a moron? Well, uh, his mom be dead. And his mom was still in the house. Mm. And so uh, Johnson collected nearly $1,000 a month of his late mother's benefits, totaling nearly uh, six grand uh, since her death in December. Late last week, investigators found a decomposed body where Johnson lives, the 400 block of 5th Street in Bell. They were serving an eviction notice at the time. The body was so decomposed that investigators could not determine the gender. The individual we have detained was living here, Sean Snuffer, chief of detectives, uh, said. He was staying at the house while, de- while the decomposing body was in the house. Johnson had been living with his mother for two to three years. Neighbors told uh, investigators that the woman identified by sheriff's office as Peggy Johnson had not been seen for several months. Quote, I just can't see how someone could live in a house with a decomposed body in it. Unquote. Neighbor Norm Atkins said, yes, Norm, we agree with you. Johnson was uh, taken to South Central Regional Jail and he's going to go to jail and he is a really dumb, disgusting criminal. Nice. Dumb criminals. All right. That's going to be a wrap for today, y'all. We are way over. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Shh, business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.